Hello. I have to tell you how I came to know the Lord Jesus. So, coming to know the Lord Jesus is the best thing ever happened to me. And anyone that doesn't know the Lord, well, you don't know what you're missing. And I don't know how people go through life without the Lord, because the Lord Jesus he is my best friend. Amen. And there's, there's times in life when life's, life gets hard. There's times in life when you, you go through life and it's hard. And you know, I've been talking to the Lord every day. So you see, when the hard days come, I keep talking to him. And the Lord helps me. He's real. Amen. Jesus Christ is real. He's not, he's not an imagination. He's real. So, I want to read a few verses out of the Bible because them's the verses that spoke to me and gave me assurance of my salvation and um, that convicted me of my sin. And I'll read them verses first and then I'll tell you what happened. On. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. This is what the Bible says. This is what God says. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. <clears throat> so Jesus had all our sins laid upon him, he paid the big price. He paid the big price. He was the only one that was fit to pay it. And he was willing to pay the price of sin when he gave his life and shed his precious blood. And you can't estimate the value of the price of the blood of Jesus. There was never a person died like him. He's God's only son. And he loved you. And always remember that. Jesus loved you and he died on the cross for you. And remember, there's another person out in the world there and he's called the devil and he's after you and he'll keep you back from heaven if he gets a chance. I'll read another verse here. It's in the John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then a wee verse over in John chapter 6, verse 35. <clears throat> And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. 
And when you read the word him, when you read, and him that comes to me, it means her as well. And him that comes to me, and her that comes to me, Jesus says, I will in no wise cast out. And the last wee verse is in John chapter 10, and it's this, verse 27. It's about everybody that trusts in Jesus and that truly repents. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. This is how I get saved. You say, what do you mean by saved? Saved from hell and the lake of fire. That's what you're saved from. If you're wondering what a person's talking about when they say, I get saved, what are you saved from? I'm saved from going to hell and the lake of fire. It's a terrible place. Nobody wants to be there. You all want to be in heaven when this life's over and nobody knows the day or the hour that this life is over. This is the way I get saved. I was convicted of sin. My brother James, he was saved about a year previous to this, and he told me I'm saved. And that was one of the things created an interest in me. Here's a, a young boy in the same family as me. He's older than me, and he's going to heaven. And I'm not. And then there was somebody spoke to me, and he asked me, are you saved? A cousin of my mother's, Jock Bell. And I told a lie, and the lie haunted me. Haunted me for over a year, because I said I was saved and I wasn't saved. I knew I hadn't a hope of getting to heaven. I hadn't a hope. And I said it to bluff my way so the man wouldn't start talking to me, because I heard him talking to someone else, and I didn't want a big long talk. I wanted a game of football. But anyway, that's some of the things that happened. And I was brought up in a Christian home where my dad, my mother was saved, but that didn't make me saved. And I was taken to gospel meetings and Sunday school, and I heard the Bible story, and I heard about Jesus dying on the cross, and I knew he died for, for all mankind, and he bore our sins in his own body, the tree, but I still wasn't saved. And I'd heard it a whole lot of times. Heard it a whole lot of times. And I suppose when I sat at meetings, sometimes as a young boy, I would say, uh, I'll, 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 I'll pray to the Lord another night. I'll call on the Lord another night. You see, you need, to, you need to genuinely call on the Lord from all your heart when you pray with all your heart. That's when it happens. And um, I kept putting it off, and then this is what happened. 19th of January, um, 1970, I was 10 years old, it's 53 years ago. Um, as a young boy, went to bed, never had a thought about God, nothing. Nothing. Just went to bed, slept, the way I always sleep. 
I fall into bed and five minutes later I'm sleeping. That's the way I work. And then uh, that night, the next morning, it was the 20th. I was saved on the 20th of January, 1970. And all my father wrote on a wee bit of paper was, he wrote them verses that I've read to you. That's all he wrote. I, I got a dream, and I believe it was from God, because I can remember it to this day. It's all written in the paper there, but I don't need the paper, because God reminds me every time I have to tell my testimony what happened. I could walk the fields, and I could be walking with some farmer, and I could tell him every bit of it without, without writing it down in a back paper. So in the dream, what happened was, my brother James, he was saved. Every ten minutes up. Maybe you're all right. <laughs> My brother James, he was saved, and he's in the dream. And my Sunday school teacher was saved, Donnie and Moira, and they're in the dream. They're in the dream, and they're all walking up the estuary, Greenock, Greenock, the tune where we lived in Scotland, right? And the river Clyde's out in front of us, and it's covered in white foam. White foam, just like snow white, covered in white. I don't know what kind of a foam it was. And we were walking up, just having a nice walk in a summer evening, and this big, tremendous roar of propeller, pla pro propeller planes comes over, flying low, and these big, I would call them bombs, this sort of size, that sort of wide, and then big bombs drop into the... Well, it's not the sea, it's the river. It's the river Clyde. And they drop in, make a tremendous noise, and I'm frightened. I'm frightened because I, I don't like war. I don't like guns. Never did. Uh, and I'm frightened in the dream. I'm in the dream too. And the next thing happens, I look over at my brother because I'm walking behind them, and my brother puts his hands up. He says, I'm going to heaven. And he starts rising off the world. It's all in the Bible. It's true. Read, read Thessalonians 4. It tells you about the Christians rising off the world. And here's my brother and he holds his hands up and he's rising off this world. And Donnie and Moira and they're away up to heaven. And I knew they're away to heaven. At the minute they're going to heaven, a cage surrounds me. A cage surrounds me. A steel cage surrounds me and I'm in this old style lift that you've seen 40 years ago if you were living then that were in warehouses, shafts that go up and down, and when the cage shuts, you're in the cage, you're going where the lift's going. And this lift that I was in, it was a cage, and it's going down. And I'm going down, and I'm going down to the flames of the lake of fire. And you know, I don't need, I need, I don't need someone to tell me you need to start praying to God. I get down in the dream, onto the cage floor, and I started praying to God, and I'll show you what I've done. I did this. Then on that case floor. And it says, oh God, don't let me go to hell. Oh God, don't let me go to hell. And I prayed it. And I woke up. I woke up before I'd said it three times. And I got down to my bed. And I kneeled down at the bedside. And I looked around. I'm still alive. And still people here. Still my brother John's in the same bedroom as me. And I prayed down at the side of the bed, and it says, Oh God, don't let me go to hell. 
was crying in the dream. And when I woke up, I was crying. When I looked round, the tears were running down my face from a dream. And I... wiped my eyes because there was, there was my brother Joe, James and John and didn't want to see them see me crying. See, that tells you there's a real devil. And I went away through to the bathroom, washed myself, took my breakfast. And you know this? This is how there's a real devil. He made me forget what God was trying to tell me. That, that proves to me there's a real devil out there. Yeah. And I went to school and I came home and I played with my friends. I never remembered a thing about the dream. Never remembered one thing about the dream. Till I lay in my bed that night on the 20th of January. And I couldn't sleep. I said, if Jesus comes back tonight, if this thing's real, and Jesus comes back tonight, I don't want to be left behind. Do you? And I couldn't sleep, so... I tossed and turned and sweated. January the 20th was a cold night. It was a cold night, but I wasn't cold. I was sweating in my bed, and I couldn't lie any longer. And I knew I had to, I have to get saved. I have to get saved. I don't want to, I don't want to perish. And I got up and I spoke to my mother. I said, I want to be saved. She knew there was something wrong. And you know what she did? We sat down in the kitchen and she told me the story of Jesus dying on the cross. And I listened to the story of Jesus dying on the cross and I really believed it that night. Really believed it. And she read them verses, told me the people were sinning in the Old Testament. They were complaining. They were sinning against God. They were speaking against God. And, and there were snakes and they were biting the people and the people were dying and you'll die with sin if you don't get it forgiven and uh, she told me about that verse says Moses lifted up the brazen the brass snake put it in a pole and God says to the people look to the snake and you'll live and only the people that look to the snake that really listen to God that look to the snake and it's the same with us today and she was telling me and you need to look to the Lord Jesus and you need to repent of your sins and, and I listened to my mother tell me about Jesus getting whipped and bleeding. And it was a real story, and it really gripped me. And I knew I was a sinner. I was guilty. I felt guilty that night. I'd been feeling guilty for a while, but I felt guilty that night. And I knew I had to repent. And my father came in. He was away out somewhere and came in. And he read the verse in Isaiah. He says, you know... It's the sheep in the hillside and they're all wandered all over the place. They're all scattered. And he says, that's what sin does. That gets you away from God. Sin drives you away from God. And you're away, away from God. But God laid on his son and the iniquity of his all. He knows all the sins of us. And he laid all of his son. Iniquity is all the sins of you and me. And I felt guilty. So guilty when he read that verse. And when he talked to me about sin bringing you away from God and you need to get back to God. And I repented of my sins that night. And you know how I did it? I was in the kitchen and I kneeled down at a wee kitchen stool the same way as I kneeled down at my bed. 
I kneeled down at a wee kitchen stool and I said to God, I'm sorry for my sins. And I said, thank you. Well, that's not, I, I, I finished that wee prayer for I hardly knew how to pray, but I said, sorry to God for my sins. And I asked him to forgive me. And when I finished that wee prayer, my dad said to me, he says, do you know, I think you should say something else. And I looked at him and he says, well, God sent his son to the cross and he bore all your sins on the cross and his precious blood was shed and he's the only one who could have died for you. He's the only one who could have, who could have died for you. And he never told me what to say. And you know, I kneeled down again and I said, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. And I got a I'm telling you it with tears, but it's tears of joy, I can assure you. I got a great peace in my heart that night. And I went up and said to my brother John, when I went back to bed, I says, John, I've got saved. I says, you need to get saved. But I woke him up and he just fell back to sleep again. It wasn't his time. And I slept sound, and I never had another worry about dying. I never had another worry about this, after this life. I've had peace with God Amen. from then to now. I've got my sins forgiven. Yeah. It's a great peace that I've got in my life. It's, a, it's, it's with me through thick and thin. I've got my sins forgiven and I've got eternal life Amen. and I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. And I've sat with some rough boys in my day trying to tell them about the Lord Jesus. And I wasn't, wasn't afraid of one of them. Mm. Do you know how? Because I got the peace of God in my heart. And I knew if some of them had took a gun out and tried to shoot me, I knew I was going straight to heaven. And you know the type of boys that's about this country. And I've spoke to people in what they call both sides. Both sides. Whatever side they're talking about. There's only one way and it's up to heaven. And if you're not going up to heaven, forget about what you believe. Well, all I can say is, I hope you have the peace of God. Because if you get the peace of God, you'll not be frightened of dying. And that's my testimony.